so before we get started, did you start the White Lotus yet, Julia? I haven't started it. Oh yet. my gosh! I know you're mad the at season me. Season finale just happened, and it was so good. I'm so and... proud of myself for watching all of it just to get involved with last night's hype. Like, did like you watch that's... all both seasons? The whole I thing? watched all of it in preparation to watch live on Sunday with the rest of the world because I love nothing more than to get onto something late just yeah. for the big hype moment. That's yeah. how I did Game of Thrones too. I was like, why would I do this for 10 years when I could do it in three weeks? I don't think I'll ever watch Game of Thrones, honestly. No. I've seen like, a few episodes, but I'm like, well, nah. And because there's so many seasons, like so at many. that point, you're there's just eight. like, why even try? Unless I'm like, off for a month like i got into shameless at season four which was the right time to do it mm -hmm. and then anybody that i met once it hit season eight i was like only if you got time because <laughs> oh. it's a commitment and then they went mm -hmm. 10 fucking seasons <laughs> oh yeah. remember when weeds was good for three seasons but also went for like 10 seasons was <laughs> it on that one i don't know <laughs> but like remember how weeds gaslit us <laughs> No. I I don't remember anything about weeds from. I was gonna say video. Lost did the same thing. Lost, Lost also good. did the same thing, but the writer strike fucked Lost. Over. Yeah, it did. It, I wish that they too. would redo it, just reboot it. I think we're okay they, without Lost. Okay. My other favorite show was Heroes, and that was one show that got that, that one definitely got messed up because of the writer strike. strike. I also I loved so Heroes. Sad. Yeah. It was a brilliant concept. I have the first season on DVD, actually. I, I yeah, I bought all four. They had them on sale on Voodoo the other day, or like a few mm -hmm. weeks ago for Thanksgiving. Nice. And so I bought the four seasons. So I'm slowly working my way through it, just as like a background show. Nice. Um, confession: the only reason why I started watching Heroes is because of Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> because of Milo Ventimiglia, one hundred percent. That's I have that's followed my him. Huh? Milo. Peter uh, Peter Petrelli is my character. That's your character. I also like his I'm broken like, brother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have followed him to every single show he's done on television. Every single show that I'm aware of. Wasn't he a doctor on one show? What show was he a doctor in? He was a doctor. I swear no. he was a doctor in one show. No. You, are you no. thinking about? You're thinking about Logan. Logan's a doctor on it on a show. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, I watched that show and I like and then. That was another show where like I just kind of turned it on because it was on Hulu and then I realized that there were like too many seasons and I wasn't actually like Grey's Anatomy does a really good job of like making it a continuous story but most medical dramas are just like this is an hour in the hospital. <laughs> yeah it's like each episode stands alone. Yeah. You don't really yeah. need to watch the other episodes to know what's going so, on. I like completely checked out then Emily Vandekamp quit and i was like well it can't be good after she quits <laughs> i mean it wasn't Aww. great before she quit right. and i still watched it anyway because malcolm jamal warner i know he's so hot he's so hot uh, anyway well in the interest of time we should probably get started he was a sorry he was a doctor in a movie pathology which is a horror movie that's what i was remembering. Uh, oh yeah i won't follow him to scary also, we got so much hype that he was gonna be in the miss mazel season and he was in it for an episode and i was like i don't remember there being a whole lot of hype i remember oh, I dumois talking about it and being like oh but amy sherman palladino and mindy kaling like all a lot of people do that they tap their previous shows to bring people in mm -hmm. like half the mazel cast was on fucking gilmore girls yeah <laughs> and it's the same with bunheads mm -hmm. 
Okay, we'll, we should probably get started. Okay. This is this is the banter part. Yeah, <laughs> I like when you write in your scripts banter. Banter. <laughs> the banter. You guys all practice the dance, right? So we're gonna do it live. Yeah. Oh my god, Mario! Mario, are you coming to my party Saturday? I was gonna tell you, I can't. It's oh. please. So I really wanted to, but it's my niece's fifth birthday. Oh, so that's awkward. more important. No, we you had, gotta do we that. Had, we had to move it to Saturday, so yeah. yeah. I had all intention planning to go, Fine. but that's why I was asking you yesterday what you were doing because I was like, "Well, I'm in Modesto. Maybe I can." You should have said you were in Modesto. Oh, you said you had a friend coming into town. That's then I was like, "Oh, she's gonna." Be yeah, here. yeah. You know what? That bitch and I got drunk Saturday friend. night, and she fucking bailed. Like I texted her at noon, because what time did I text you? Like nine or ten. In the morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then I fucking texted her at noon thinking that was plenty of time and she did not respond. Oh, man. I should have texted oh, you and been like, I remember that. Well, because I had to go to the mall. So I was like, oh, we, we should do lunch. But then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. bummer. Oh, well. Next time. Next I'll time. be with in a few weeks. So. We'll yeah. You can just come over in a couple of weeks. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> now for Except reals. that we're going to have a Golden Globes party at your house. Just FYI. I'm Actually, yeah. That's a great idea. Because you know what? Yeah. I've got all like almost all the rooms set up and it'll be so much fun and I want to start hosting more parties. Maybe I'll have time to get affiliate marketing rich by the time the Golden Globes are happening. Yeah, and, and then I you could travel. Out. And then we'll just have one big li- and we could live stream it. It'll be great. Yeah. We could live yep. stream it on YouTube and Instagram. All right, yeah, let's get started because Natalie is, it's what, 10 o'clock and It's 10 o'clock for Natalie. We really need to respect her time. Okay, here we go. Hey, oh, <laughs> I need a pop <laughs> filter. Hey. No, I'm, you know, when I exhale too much, I need a pop filter. I don't, mine broke. Okay, here we go. Is that the intro to the podcast? <laughs> I'm going to do the intro. I need a pop filter. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Hey friends, this is Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous, where we talk about pop culture through the lens of race or gender and sometimes both. Mario Mello and Natalie Katona are here and we are discussing First Wives Club. Hey Jelly Pops, we've been on an unexpected break this December. The winter months can be tough, so I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for sticking with us this season. As you know, I write, edit, and produce this show on my own, and I'm so grateful to our Patreon community because it helps keep the show going. This episode is the Patreon bonus for this month, so if you want the full thing, head on over to patreon.com slash popculturemakesmejealous to join. It's super easy to become a member. And now, here we go to the show. First Wives Club was released on September 20th, 1996 and stars Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn, and Bette Midler. But before we dive in, let's meet our guests, who you should already know if you're a regular listener of the show. (laughs) That's why we shouldn't record things late at night. Just kidding. We love you, Mario. We will accommodate your schedule. It's not late at night where you are. I know, but it's it's late at night where I am. 5.30 in the morning. (laughs) Take naps, Julia. I I'm love that. I couldn't do, do it better. today. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Natalie Katona 
is the creator of the podcast to all the men I've tolerated before, which is your weekly look at everyday misogyny and is one half of the live show still comfy. Mario Mello is the creator of Movies with Mr. Mario on Instagram, where he provides movie reviews and industry news. And he's a, both of them are frequenters on this show. Welcome back, my friends. <laughs> Why, thank Hello. you. I will be representing the Goldie Hans of the episode. What up, my I Goldie Hans? I, I wanted to represent the Goldie Hans. You Wait. can both represent the Goldie Hans of the world. We had this conversation and you picked Bet. I'm pretty sure. I no, you both were Goldie Hawn. Because Mario was like, who are you, Julie? I'm like, obviously I'm Diane Keaton. She's Diane right, Keaton. We, you know, <laughs> I was going to assign you Diane Keaton. <laughs> I, want, I just recently, I watched the movie. And then I watched it again just to catch up. And the whole time I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally what Julia would do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally, oh my gosh. This is totally a just, Julia just telling us that some useless man is really, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, what? You and I are just like in the corner being like, he's not nice though, right? He's the creepy dad from Seventh Heaven, right? Like, I have that right. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Collins, right? I don't know. Yeah, he's so creepy. I forget how stacked this movie was with like actors so stacked and we'll get into it so like i mentioned earlier first wives club released in 1996 and stars the powerhouses that are diane keaton goldie hahn and bet midler as well as a host of other incredible faces for those unfamiliar with the film here's a quick summary and if you're a regular listener of the show you know we take it from google because everyone googles and whatever google says is what, what people believe Okay, here we go. Despondent over the marriage of her ex-husband to a younger woman, a middle-aged divorcee plunges to her death from her penthouse. At the woman's funeral, her former college friends reunite for the first time in nearly 30 years. When the three discover the reason for their friend's suicide, they realize that all of their ex-husbands have taken them for granted, and deciding it's time for revenge, they make a pact to get back at their exes. I feel like um, Google was like, here's some really tragic shit. And now funny stuff. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Good on Google, uh, because you know how you know that you saw a movie way too young in life when your brain has completely written out the suicide that happens in the first four minutes of the movie. So my first question to the group is, how old were you when you first saw this movie? A child. Not like a teenage was... child, like a seven-year-old child or okay. something. <laughs> I was, well, so it came out when I was 10. But I want to say I didn't see it till I was like 12 or 13. Okay. I was 12. And I'm was pretty the, sure that's when I saw it. What was the year it came out? 1996. 1996. So I was eight. You were like four. I was eight. <laughs> I was eight. Because, because for me, it tra cause, uh, September of 96. So at that point we had a major family thing happen mm -hmm. and my parents went from being sort of attentive to just like non-existent aware of anything. Um, and so there used to be hard, fast rules about what I could watch. And then those just went out the window because my ever family went to survival mode. So crossed over to, to all the men I've tolerated before land, you know, that my parents were just non-existent the entire time i was wildly unsupervised yeah, yeah. So i'm sure i didn't see this movie in theaters and i'm sure like my mom didn't make a point to rent it from blockbuster or whatever but i'm sure that once it was syndicated it was one of the and like 
out for release and we purchased it it mm-hmm. was one of those movies where my mom was like why would this be bad for you to watch and i'm like that lady just jumped off a building but you don't see it it happens off screen <laughs> no you don't see it yeah. it's implied it's implied and it's only pg so pg back yeah. then was what pg 13 back then oh that's true. yeah pg pg and then up until 2005 was like why is this pg this is very mature content i feel like my mom and dad got away with so much content because everything was rated pg because like the 90s were a wild time yeah well and it was in 1998 that television introduced ratings because Mm. i remember i really wanted to watch dawson's creek and my mom was like ugh whatever and then the the thing comes on the screen and it's all tv 14 and she was like you're not 14 and i was like yet i'm not 14 yet but i will be so my parents would let me watch every unhinged fantasy movie where tom cruise is like having sex with the unicorn or um the crypt keeper or anything that was like part of their agenda but the moment I wanted to see Josie and the Pussycats and it was rated PG-13, my dad was like, no rock and roll lifestyle for you. And I'm still mad. And I feel like I've brought it up on the show. <laughs> Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Nope. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like He was like, absolutely not. But suicide, horror, killing, right. that's fine. That's a no-go. <laughs> so like, I didn't realize that it was Stockard Channing until I was probably like 18 or 19. Right. And honestly, if Stalker Channing was probably in more than six minutes of the movie, I probably would be the Stalker Channing of the movie. Just like chain smoking in my furs, maybe sitting in the bathtub in my fur because I'm eccentric. Giving your jewelry to the housekeeper. Giving my jewelry to the housekeeper. Waving hi to the, you know, bimbo next door on the the, stairmaster. So random like thought i had was like she gives her the jewelry and then she like jumps off so i'm like what's what makes anybody think that she didn't steal that jewelry like more than likely they're like oh where'd you get that i swear she gave it to me really i need it back like right right so i'm just like the first first four (laughs) minutes of the movie would have been an entire season of the desperate housewives like it would have been like Eva Longoria trying to be like oh no she would have never (laughs) well and then my thought was like oh my god that poor woman on the Stairmaster was like hi neighbor looking out the window and then oh shit yeah and then you always wonder what happened on the bottom because it's like all those people walking into New York and then you're like did it happen in front of kids did it ha- did she land on somebody like- yeah because they're on park avenue probably so <laughs> yeah. you know i don't Yikes. know and then okay so then i love the way that we meet each character in adulthood because the opening scenes are them graduate their college graduation in 1969 yeah. mm-hmm. so this movie is very much a capsule of the 90s which i appreciate which i think is why they can get away with still some of the stuff that happens because if they mm-hmm. tried to not be like if they didn't put the year, like if they didn't kept saying it's the nineties, I don't think that some of these jokes and some of these things could still be funny. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I love the way we introduce that we get to meet everybody in adulthood and Goldie Hawn. So I recently learned, cause I don't do stuff to my face except for wash, dry moisturizer, 
Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll steam and then like makeup. So I recently learned that when they do filler, mm-hmm. they put the needle all the way in. And as they pull the needle out, they're slowly injecting the filler into the lip. Yeah. Did you never watch um, Heather? It was one of the Real Housewives husbands had like a medical show because maybe it was botched. Have you never watched botched? Oh, yeah. Why the fuck would I watch botched? Because it's fascinating. <laughs> no, I don't want to see everyone like I can't up. watch like. I can't watch. I you can't, never watched Nip Tuck? No. I did mm-hmm. watch Nip Tuck. Oh, I, I love Nip Tuck. I'm mm-hmm. too sensitive, you guys. You never watched The Swan <laughs> on Fox where they told a bunch of ladies that they were ugly and then gave <laughs> them lunch? <laughs> no, I was fundamentally against that show, actually. <laughs> I, I probably also was fundamentally against the show, but I, Fox. <laughs> I need an empirical evidence as to why I would be against it. So in the year of 2022, I could tell people, do you guys remember that we conceptualized this show as a society? <laughs> I just thought it was like, oh. and in that scene is Rob Reiner, which I love because he was like everywhere for a long time. He was. Yeah. I love, like, at no point ever until maybe they're calling Goldie Ahan out for being an alcoholic, do I ever feel sad for the fact that Goldie Hawn's entire personality is that she can't age? For whatever reason, I was like, Goldie's the most empowered woman in this movie. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I think it's just because she's the movie star and she's yeah. chain smoking the entire time. So I'm like, power. Yeah. I but do her- love her character a lot. I love all of them actually. Cause I love when I love Brenda because she's just like, she doesn't give a shit. She's just like, I'm going to say it. We're all thinking it. So I just mm-hmm. said it out loud. And you're just <laughs> like, and then Annie's like, Brenda, oh my God, clutching her pearls. <laughs> That's not to say I'm a pearl clutcher, because I know I said that I'm the Diane Keaton in the group. Are you trying to tell people you're not a pearl clutcher? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I think there were some things, like, I wouldn't have had, I would have been the Goldie Hawn in the situation when they were exiting Morty's apartment, and they have to get down the thing. That would have been my idea. Like, ladies, the only way we can get down, get the fuck in this thing. Really? I feel like you would freak out. Yeah. You think I would freak out? I think you'd be freaking out, because I feel like Natalie would be the one to be like, all right, I, I am I deathly afraid of heights, though. I'm well, I'm the I'm person you want in a crisis. I'm really good in a crisis. Compliments of being raised by a cop. I was going to say it's the mom brain, too. Mom would go yeah. to the mama bear. But yeah, I also like for things to just be over. So I was like, I would be also be like, I guess we're dying on this like piece of machinery <laughs> at the window. <laughs> we're joining <laughs> Stalker Channing. Like, in a similar fashion. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Uh, Window washing things do actually scare me a little bit, but if it yeah. between that and getting caught and having to deal with whatever that situation is, I would choose the window washer it, exit. Number one, now at any point, did none of them think we will just breathe quietly underneath a bed or a closet or anything? Well, they like, were just trapped upstairs in, in the office. The office. It was just the oh, office. There was no closet. In the there office. was no closet. It was just no. the office. So, like for our friends at home who haven't seen the movie, which I don't know what's wrong with you, this movie is old. There's a scene where the three women have to get into Morty's apartment to figure Brenda's out. Husband. To, yeah, yeah, Brenda's husband to to find evidence of him selling stolen goods, which is a felony. And committing tax fraud. Yes. 
Okay, pals, that's all you get for this week's episode. If you want the full episode and all other bonus episodes, you can head on over to patreon.com slash pop culture makes me jealous to join our community and unlock all that bonus content. We will be back in 2023 with the rest of season four. We've got some amazing topics coming your way from Whitley Gilbert to the show Harlem. We're even talking about Bridgerton and the nanny. We've got some amazing guests lined up, and I'm so excited to share it all with you in 2023. If you're new to the show, now is a really great time to get caught up on older episodes before the new ones begin to drop. Wishing you all good health and blessings, and see you all in 2023. Pop Culture Makes Me Jealous is written, edited, and produced by me, Julia Washington, and I am fueled by the incredible support system of women who allow me to run ideas, cry, melt down whenever I feel overwhelmed. I also want to do a big shout out to our Patreon community. Thank you for your continued support. It brings me great joy to bring you quality content and monthly get togethers. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Until next time.